Hi, and welcome to the Really Telling It Like It Is program. I'm Apostle Baker, Jay Baker, who is a doctor in psychology. And I hope you joined us on our last week's program. It was powerful. Apostle Michael uh, uh, recapped, and I recapped what it was that we've had in the uh, convergence that we had. And so please look it up. There was information on there so that you could just uh, push the link and get to the conference and especially what it is that he did that month, that uh, Thursday night. Um, I want you to push your share button, share this with your friends, your enemies, your neighbors, and all of those people, all of your contacts on Facebook and all of these other parts of social media, because what Apostle Michael is going to talk about today, he has three bullet points that are, uh, you know, it's those long bullets, you know, the long bullets. He has three long bullet points that he is going to uh, shoot into you and is going to hit the mark because he has his he has his the the, the his cross mark right in the right in the uh, the right place. And so, without any further uh, introduction of him, Apostle Michael, come on in. <laughs> well, hallelujah! It's good to be with you again, and. Uh, I apologize. You may hear my bird in the background. We have three birds in our house, and every once in a while, they decide that they like to talk. We're not the only preachers in the house. So <laughs> if you hear a bird in the background, y'all forgive me. It just but, lets um, people know that this is real, that it's not um, it's not a fake program, that it is people, real people doing real things and taking time out because we love the people that we're going to be ministering to. So. They, That's absolutely the truth. Yeah. And, you know, we spent, I don't even know how many weeks or months that we did talking about the um, manifestation gift of prophecy and the ministry gift of the prophet and the difference between the two. And we've had like three bullet points left in my notes that we hadn't covered yet in talking about the prophet, just some characteristics about the prophet. We're going to try to finish those up. And, and then I think you may have a question or two that have arisen out of the mindsets of people and questions that you get asked. And even sometimes when you're speaking, you can almost hear people's thoughts. And I think you want to deal with some of those things. And before we know it, our 28 minutes will be poof and gone because that happens to us every time we get together. But in dealing with the ministry gift, the function or the office of the prophet, here, here's just a couple of things that we want to say finally in closing up before we introduce a, a new topic of discussion. Prophets have a tendency to attack the status quo. Nothing makes a prophet more irritated than, a, than the status quo. And what it is, is that they see and they know God's purpose. And they realize that people are settling for much less than God intends for them. And that'll really drive a prophet up a wall. 
because prophets perceive, they're perceivers, they perceive things. They know what God is wanting to do. They know what people are gifted in grace to do. But many times folks don't, how often have you heard the phrase untapped potential? And you realize that people aren't living up to their potential. They're not living up to God's intended purpose. And so when prophets see that, they go after the status quo. If you're just settling to barely get along to go along, and you're not really pressing into God and leaning into God and going after the purpose of God, you will make a prophet just get a little bit irritated. It's something that's in them that they are wired for. And because of that, it causes prophets to have something that they must face. These two bullet points, they go together. Because prophets see the potential and they see what God wants and realize that people are settling for far less, prophets must be careful to avoid prophetic frustration. Prophetic frustration is a real thing. What happens in prophetic frustration is the prophet becomes irritated at the people and their words will harass instead of encouraging. And this is something that a prophet really must guard against. This is where Christ-like character and the fruit of the Spirit really comes into play. This is why prophets, when we talked about that prophets must have the character of God, the fruit of the Spirit, fully developed within their life through an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because an immature prophet will get frustrated. Because the immature prophet will be like, well, what is wrong with you? Can't you see? And I don't know how many times I have had to resist the urge to pretend that I was Leroy Jethro Gibbs. And some of y'all were Tony Donoso. Wham! It's a real thing for prophets. They must resist the tendency and the urge to smack people upside the head. That's not Christ-like character. That's not the fruit of the Spirit. And so, prophets, you must fight prophetic frustration. You have to pray for the people. You have to intercede for the people. You have to be long-suffering with the people. You have to love them. You have to admonish them, yes. But you have to encourage them every step of the way. There's an awful lot of grace that must be measured in a mature prophet. You can't be angry at people. Look at Moses, the great intercessor. Will not the judge of heaven and earth 
do what is right. Far be it from you to deal with your people Israel like God got frustrated and said, I'm going to start all over again just with you. I'm going to annihilate this whole bunch. Then Moses said, will not the judge of heaven and earth do what is right? Far be it from you to do this, as these are your people. You have called them by your name. You won't do this to your people. You're going to act righteously. And what was he doing? He was interceding because that's what prophets do. Prophets intercede for the people. And so it's important that prophets fight the, the, the tendency to have prophetic frustration. It is a real thing that you must guard against. And you cannot have words that harass folk. Nobody ever called you to condemn people because they weren't walking in obedience. And while I'm at it, let me just say, nobody made you the corrector in chief of the body of Christ. It is the Holy Spirit's job to be the convictor, not ours. Our job is to speak the word of the Lord. Our job is to show the way, but our job is also to operate out of the fruit of the spirit because the purposes of God are always redemptive. We've got too many angry prophets today that are living under an old covenant model wanting to call fire out of heaven and consume people. Even Jonah wanted God to destroy Nineveh. And when God said, they've repented, I'm changing my mind. And Jonah said, see, I knew that's what you were going to do. I knew you were. That's why Jonah did. No, we don't need any angry prophets. When, when, the, when the sons of Zebedee, the sons of thunder, wanted to call fire out of heaven, Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you're of. And I think there are some prophets today that don't know what spirit they are of. We must avoid prophetic frustration. Finally, we've given the illustration of the ascension gifts, and it's the old one that everybody's seen. It's the hand. And we say that the thumb is the apostle, and the apostle is the one that can touch every other one of the fingers, which means that the thumb can function in any of the other ministry graces as need be. It's not that it's their primary calling, but they can. And then the pointer finger is the prophet because the prophet points the way to go. The prophet is the one that guides the church. The apostle governs the church. The apostle, the, the prophet guides the church. And they're the point of this is the direction that God wants to go in. And so we need both of those. We need the governing, but we need the guiding. And then, of course, the evangelist stretches and reaches out further than all the other fingers. And that's the gatherer. That's the gatherer gathers the people to come into the kingdom. And then, of course, you have the pastor, which is the ring finger, the love finger. And that is the one that's married to the church. They're the lover and the nurturer of the sheep. And it's their job 
to guard the sheep. And then the teacher is the pinky. And that's the one that grounds the church in solid Bible doctrine. And the pinky is the only one that's small enough to get in your ear, which is what the teacher does. So just a quick analogy. So again, remember the prophet's job is to be the guide and to point the direction. And those are the last three bullet points that I had about the function or the ministry gift of the prophet. But Doc, I know you had some questions that you wanted to hit on. Okay. Uh, first one I want to hit on is this. <clears throat> you talked about the prophet and how the prophet uh, uh, encourages. But doesn't the prophet also provoke people to answer a call does they i mean the words that they speak and that word provoke is not a bad word we we know that because that's what we're here to do but uh i'd like for you to to open that up a little bit that they're they're provoking is it encouraging is they're provoking i mean you know you know what i'm saying so. yeah well you know i think people sometimes have misdefinitions of words and somehow we have equated, you know, the Bible says about the gift of prophecy from 1 Corinthians 14, 3. And we've mentioned this when we were talking about it, that the prophecy speaks unto men for edification, exhortation, and comfort. And somehow we think that that's what prophets do. That's not necessarily true. Prophecy speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort. But prophets also bring correction. Prophets also bring direction. It doesn't mean that they're mean-spirited. It doesn't mean that they're arrogant. It doesn't mean that they don't demonstrate the love of God. But there are times a prophet will speak a word that can be very corrective. It can be very directive to you. You remember the, the prophet Nathan comes to David. And he tells him this allegory. And at the end of the story, David turns to Nathan and he says, Well, what must be done to this man that did this thing? He, he must be, and he's trying to, you know, we're, we're going to get him. We're going to get him good. And then Nathan turned and stuck his finger in his face and said, you're the man. Whoa. Now, that wasn't really ooey-gooey. That wasn't mushy. Some people might say that wasn't love. But the truth is, the Bible says, speak the truth in love. And the Bible is very clear that whom the Lord loves... He disciplines. And if he doesn't discipline you, you are not a son, but you are a bastard. And so if God loves you enough to correct you, there are times he will use one of his mouthpieces to correct you. And say, well, that really wasn't very edifying. But if God corrects you and you yield to the correction and you make a course correction, wasn't that loving? Because whom the Lord loves, he will correct. He will discipline. 
I mean, I love my son, but when he was growing up, I would say, son, don't run out in the middle of the street. Well, you know, you just got to don't warp their personality. Oh, honey, I'm going to warp their personality. You know, you spare the rod, you spoil the child. My daddy used to say, sometimes you have to apply the board of education to the seat of learning. I have had the board of education applied to my seat of learning more than once. And I turned out okay. And I don't question whether or not my dad loves me. I don't question if my mom loved me. We used to say about my mom, all five foot two of her, that she, her, her weapon of choice was the back of the hand. And it was like radar. She wouldn't even look and it would be like, bam, and it would be right in the kisser. She'd get you every time. Now, I don't, I don't question whether or not Edith Fram loved Michael. But there were times that Michael needed a little bit of the laying on of hands. And it wasn't for blessing. It was for correction. And so we have to realize that they're, they're not the same thing. To be edifying exhortation and comfort does not mean it's ooey-gooey and mushy all the time. And it doesn't mean you don't get correction. And prophets will speak correction. And they will speak direction because their purpose is to get you into the fullness of the purpose and plan of God for your life. And sometimes that requires a course correction. Okay. In this, I noticed that in our conversion a couple weeks ago, that Prophet Andrew released a word, but... What's the difference? Because he released the word to a region or to a place or to something of this nature. And uh, I've heard uh, people that said they were prophets. And, and this is, this is, oh, is this what they do like this? But I'm yeah, saying, those are air quotes, quote unquote. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah big air quotes for, for them, okay? <laughs> They're prophets. And uh, um, you mentioned something the other night, and you said PIT. You talked about a PIT, a PIT. PIT. Prophet training. Okay. Just there's five stages to sonship. There's all of these different stages that we go through in sonship. Are there things and certain prophets that don't have that, that, uh, um, speak beyond their measure or their metron or their abilities and they open their mouth and put their foot in, I mean, you know, open their mouth and put their foot in it. And what, what damage can a prophet do? There's damage that a prophet, that, that, that someone that says they're a prophet or a prophet can do. And right. I, I also, you mentioned, I, I want to get all of this out because I, you know, sometimes you can be long winded. Ha ha ha. Like you me. sound like my mama. Yeah. At any rate, so uh, uh, what what is this? Because the when they're connected with the apostle or the apostolic, such as what we are in loving unity and stuff, what does this do to their uh, to their words and to their 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 territory? Does that make sense? Well, you're dealing with a lot of different aspects here, and this is really mature. Yes, I am. 
uh, it's getting really mature prophetic at this point. First of all, you have to realize that Romans chapter 12 says that we prophesy according to the proportion of our faith. And some people try to prophesy into a realm that they don't have faith for yet. Not only do we prophesy according to the proportion of our faith, we also prophesy according to our word level. Some people, because they don't have the word in the reservoir of their spirit, their prophecies are very shallow because the spirit of God has nothing to draw out of them. If you can't have the word of God in you, there's very little of the word of God that will come out of you. I know people don't want to hear that. People just want to think that, you know, the spirit of God will inspire me to speak. Yes, he will. But he will not cause you to speak beyond your level of development. And if you don't have the word in you, he's got nothing to pull out of you. And I've had many times where just spontaneously the spirit of God will inspire me and things will come out of my mouth like a machine gun. We had that happen not long ago. God interrupted the broadcast and I began to prophesy to you. But it was all scripture that was coming out of my mouth. And then applications of that scripture. Now, why could I do that? Because there was a reservoir of the word of God inside of me that the spirit of God could pull out and give utterance to under the unction of the spirit. But if you don't have a reservoir in you, it'll be very shallow that what comes out of you. And you can't prophesy beyond your level of faith, nor can you prophesy beyond the realm of the authority that you carry in the spirit. You've got people that are trying to prophesy to a nation, and they're only at the level of prophesying in a local house. I will not speak beyond my measure. And you cause a lot of damage when you try to prophesy to a nation and you haven't yet been successful in prophesying to your local house. Know your level. Know your metron. All the metron is, it's a word we hear a lot from the Greek today, and it means your sphere of authority. One of the things that I began to discover is as I was doing more and more ministry on social media through Facebook Lives and being on YouTube, and I began to do mentoring and fathering, I began to discover that more and more people outside of my local region began to recognize the gift, the grace, the anointing, and the calling of God that was on my life. I don't have to tell people what my function is. People just refer to me as apostle. The reason that they do is because there's a measure. There's a metron. There's a sphere. And you can tell what your metron is by how you are recognized by those that are around you. And if nobody recognizes you are this at this level, then that means you're probably not. 
you're probably not there yet. Now you have to look at what Prophet Andrew said at the convergence a week and a half ago. He was talking about where people say, you send the fire and we'll bring the sacrifice. And God was saying, if you be the sacrifice, I'll send the fire. And it was a call to not only that region of Cleveland, Ohio, but by raise of hands or show of hands, I would say out of the probably 90 to 100 people that were in that room, about 90% raised their hand and said they were some sort of leader in the body. And so God was speaking to predominantly leaders and said, if you'll be the sacrifice, I'll be the fire on your side. That was a call to leaders. It was a mature word that was given to a mature audience. We tell up and coming preachers all the time, know your audience. Well, don't you think God knows his audience? He was speaking to a room full of leaders with a very mature word through a seasoned prophet. That word wasn't delivered in disgust. It wasn't given as I am mad at you. It was a word at this is what I expect of my leaders. I expect you to be the sacrifice that I can consume. I expect you to be a living sacrifice on the altar that I can put my fire on and my fire. It was a mature message through a mature prophet to a room full of leaders that was not accusatory. It was not beating people up. It was said as a word of encouragement that you can be somebody that I can consume and live through. Big difference. Okay, another quick question. Uh, um, what is it when a prophet that or a, a, a spokesperson that thinks they're a prophet or think they have a prophetic word, and here it is that they want to give this to seasoned apostles and prophets? What happens there? Where? I mean, how many times have you seen this uh, mess happen? You got about a minute almost. <laughs> Again, you've got to you've got to know your audience. You've got to know your place, and you've got to know your your measure. Your place. You got to know your place, and you know, in a in a race, when you're running races and track, they give you a lane to run in, and if you encroach in the runner next to you's lane, you get disqualified. We've got an awful lot of people that have gotten disqualified in their race in the kingdom because they stepped over into the guy besides them lane where they don't belong. And if you're not at the measure and the level to give that kind of word to seasoned leaders, please shut up your face. And if anything, say, I think I may have something. Can I submit it to you and do it very humbly? <laughs> I know there's I know there's no male, no female, slave, no free, nor Italians, nor any of that. But 
uh, the Italian, and you just came out, and I love it. <laughs> oh, we so thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us today. This is Apostle Baker and Apostle Fram, and next week, next week, next week, we're going to start to possibly talking about sonship. I think that's probably where we're going to go next. We're going to go into sonship, and you don't want to miss it. So have your clock set, have the people set for us to do this, and we will see you next week when we're here really telling it like it is. Bye-bye.